0: Hi everybody, Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. Back with a good friend, Mike Cernovich, a lawyer and the author of the most excellent and muscular guerrilla mindset, how to control your thoughts and emotions to live life on your terms. Please follow him on Twitter, twitter.com slash Cernovich, that's C-E-R-N-O-V-I-C-H. Read Danger and Play, his blog, dangerandplay.com, and follow Mike on Periscope at periscope.tv slash Cernovich. So Mike, how's your day been?
1: (laughs) Fictional. (laughs) <laughs> I, I believe it was – we talked about – and the last time we talked about Hillary's health, we both agreed that if you wrote a script based on reality, your professor would have handed it back to you and said, this is trash. This is too predictable.
0: So it's 9-11. And of course, the last thing that I really expected to be talking about on nine eleven, I did a video – Uh, on my sort of personal experience when when 9-11 occurred 15 years ago, I really didn't expect to be talking about things like pneumonia and dehydration and like the worst lost your slipper Cinderella story on the planet as she basically half-pours herself into a waiting van slash uh, ambulance. So why don't you take, you know, for people who've been a little bit out of the loop, let's go through what happened this morning.
1: Okay, so you can fact-check me. Those of you listening at home fact-checked everything I say. Mm -hmm. So, uh, about six weeks ago, I noticed that Hillary Clinton looked like she was having health problems. Paul Joseph Watson noticed the same thing. We started investigating. Of course, the mainstream media attacked us, um, wrote stories about us where they called me a rapist and everything, anything to discredit us. So, we're dealing with six weeks of nothing but hate from everybody. Fast forward September 11th. I am sleeping in because I was up late last night relaxing, watching Narcos, doing whatever.
0: Oh, and God, also, I, might I add, uh, congratulations on a hundred thousand Twitter followers. You were up for that too, right?
1: Yeah, we just hit a hundred K today. So I'm I'm sleeping, and Shauna goes, "Get up! Your phone's blowing up. Everybody's calling you." Hillary fainted. I'm like, what are you talking about?
0: He goes, "Am no. I still dreaming?"
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. I was like, what, she goes, no, 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 you got to get up. And I look and I text messages from everybody, my DMs, emails, Mike, you won't believe it. So Hillary, Hillary Clinton on 9-11, the day when you're supposed to show strength, fainted, was grabbed by her Secret Service people. And as she's falling down, trips over her shoe and her shoe falls off. So there's this pathetic picture now of Hillary's lone shoe just kind of over by the curb. You couldn't, again, you couldn't script it better
0: than this. And, uh, the story of course was, uh, first spinned that, uh, well, she just left early for mysterious reasons, right? The usual obfuscations that, that occur with these kinds of things. She left early for a variety of reasons. You know, maybe, uh, she had some dry cleaning to pick up, uh, you know, they just went uh, on, on crazy stuff. And then it was admitted that there was an issue. And the first issue, if I remember the timeline correctly, Mike was something like this, um, She was hot. Right.
1: Overheated. Overheated.
0: Uh, overheated. In a day which is, I've heard reported from sort of 73 to 78 degrees, kind of breezy. It's September. It's New York. Uh, It's beautiful in the fall. It's great jogging weather. And uh, the fact that she was uh, overheated, uh, it sounds like one of these, um, you know, the excuses that starlets have when they've got a drug problem. They say, oh, she has exhaustion. You know, she's (laughs) going to a rehab center for exhaustion. So she overheated. Uh, and then that didn't seem to be too believable any more than the fact that she's got cough-induced pollen problems indoors where things are well-filtered. So um, she's no longer overheated, and now apparently there's new stuff.
1: Yeah, so then they go, okay, she, it wasn't overheating. She had pneumonia on Friday, and she was so tough that she was just powering through the pneumonia. Well, meanwhile, she does a photo op hugging a kid while she supposedly has pneumonia. So now but that that
0: what, so that, that? photo op so so she goes um from the uh, memorial or the memorial service at 9/11. She gets into the van, and they take her. Now she's a woman in her what, late 60s, and uh, she has pneumonia. And pneumonia, of course, is dangerous for children and for old people. It's like the number one reason why people are, are admitted to hospital, and uh, it's a big cause of fatality. And it can have significant health impacts. You know, it can leave you with cognitive impairments and motor impairments, and so on. And it's tough to treat, especially if it's viral. They don't have much to treat it. They've just got to let it run its course, and uh, it's rough. So with all of that. Going on, does she decide to go to A, a hospital, which I think would be a reasonable place to go if you're in your late 60s or any time you've got pneumonia and you collapse, or B, to her daughter's apartment, which as far as I understand it is nowhere near a hospital. Uh, She did in fact choose to go to B, her daughter's apartment. Help me understand how this isn't okay. – I don't mean to laugh because, you know. But how oh, is this and, narrative not even – like how can anybody with an IQ bigger than their shoe size not laugh out loud at these, these ridiculous yeah. stories?
1: We're, we're in like a, a Sherlock Holmes story where you have to look more at – remember the story about the dog that didn't bark? That's how Sherlock Holmes solved the mystery. Well, nobody on Hillary's staff was surprised. They just said, okay, we'll grab her. We'll take her to Chelsea's. Well, if she took her to Chelsea's, then that means there's probably x-ray machines or doctors there. Then there was an image showing that Hillary was actually traveling with, traveling with her doctor. And Hillary had on these blue um, anti-epilepsy, anti-seizure glasses. So here's, here's what is the most plausible explanation. And you know what? I would love for you to talk to the doctor who broke this story. So a doctor about a month back said, Mike... You know, he he hunted me down. He said, I think Hillary has Parkinson's. Here's why. And he went through X, Y, and Z. It was cogently reasoned. It was a very tightly reasoned case. And now people are saying, well, one of the leading causes of death from Parkinson's is complications due to pneumonia. So she probably did have pneumonia, but it wasn't pulmonary pneumonia. It wasn't the kind of pneumonia that you would give to a kid. It was the kind of pneumonia that people get. When they have Parkinson's. Now, consider the evidence. She was wearing those blue lens glasses, those anti-seizure glasses. She had been having coughing fits. She had been had, having trouble swallowing. Her throat, right, her throat had been messed up. So right now, all of the evidence points to Parkinson's disease, that she has Parkinson's.
0: Because uh, the, the, the thought that I had, Mike, was uh, if she does have some sort of infectious disease, what the heck is she doing at all like she made it out to what 17 different donor sites uh, recently uh, didn't quite make it to louisiana didn't quite make it to other places she promised to go but she did manage to make it to the big fundraising dinners uh that's kind of like ground zero for um the infection if she's infectious
1: right that's why it makes the most sense is that she does have parkinson's and let's look at the evidence that you and i have talked about and for those who are new here Uh, Stefan and I, we talked about sort of Hillary's stools where every time you look, Hillary either has a stool or she's being actually propped up and held up by secret service agents. Remember that picture of her on the chair being held up? So she has fatigue. She has loss of balance. There were those emails, of course, that um, WikiLeaks exposed where Huma said – Huma was um, Hillary's handler – that she's often confused. She had been giving medications for memory loss. She had had a concussion. So right now, it's looking 90% certain that she has Parkinson. So one of two things must be true. If Hillary has pneumonia, then she tried to get a kid sick for a photo op, which is sociopathy beyond our comprehension, even what we know for Hillary.
0: Or sorry, sorry to interrupt, but just so people know. So that's when she came out of Chelsea's apartment uh, right. for a photo op a couple of hours after she collapsed. And some kid came running up to her. No, Stalin's great-great-granddaughter. Who knows, right? But uh, some some kid came running up to her with flowers. She knelt down, gave the kid a nice squishy hug and all of that. So you're talking about that incident, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So either Hillary was infecting people with um, her pneumonia or the pneumonia that she actually has is the type of pneumonia that people with Parkinson's get. And that is what what my guess is.
0: And that's non-infectious, non-communicative. Is that right?
1: Exactly, right.
0: Right, right. Okay, so... This is beyond huge. you know. To, to see the, 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 the ramifications of this is like pressing your face up to the side of Jupiter and trying to see the whole planet. To me, this is absolutely huge. Um, the idea that it's not a legitimate question to ask about Hillary's health is so far in the rear view, it's almost coming back around <laughs> the front again. And this pivot by the media to say, oh, well, she was just hot. Oh, well, she was just dehydrated. Oh, actually, she, she's got pneumonia. And, and And yet, of course, if it's pneumonia of the regular kind, then it's communicable and therefore dangerous and then she shouldn't be hugging the kid and so on. This kind of pivoting is just beyond the grasp of anyone to understand. Like at least 1984, it took them like two chapters to go from war with East Asia to war with Eurasia. Here we can see this blending and rewriting and, and flipping over and, and rejigging of history minute by minute. It, it, it's truly disorienting to anybody with half a foot in reality.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are, you know, you and I, we're kind of, we've been around and we've seen it. But even in my lifetime, I've never seen a hoax like this, propaganda at this level. And maybe it was always this way, but because of social media, we can track everything minute by minute. It might have always been this bad, but we were never able to tell because there weren't people like you and me on social media, YouTube, Twitter and stuff, kind of analyzing what they say as they say. But yeah, what you say is exactly right. It went from... Hillary is healthy, everything is off limits, to, oh, well, okay, I guess we can kind of talk about it now. But she had pneumonia. Okay, story's over. She had pneumonia, no big deal, nothing to see here. The all was long.
0: But pneumonia is a huge deal for somebody. I mean, it's a huge deal anyway. because it's somebody of her age, it's, it's a huge deal. You know, this is four to six to eight weeks recovery time. Uh, uh, This is significant amounts of meds. This is can leave you with cognitive deficits and so on. How do you just get to say, "Oh, it's pneumonia"? keep going like nothing's happening it's it's, it's only pneumonia it's like whoa. you know like when when john mccain had some sort of melanoma um, i think it was a decade before he was running you know the, the reporters all demanding to see his medical records and they were let into a room and they could not take any photos or notes but they could scan through his like voluminous encyclopedia britannica of medical records and so on i don't think that i don't think that saying the word pneumonia makes this story go away even if it's true and even if if, if that's all that's happening when Friday they were saying there's nothing, like there's, there's, no, there's nothing to talk about, there's no issues.
1: Yeah, it, it's desperation on the mainstream media, so we, there's a very funny thing happened, there's a guy who blogs, it, uh, Jeff Bezos' blog, some people call that the Washington Post, and <laughs> he had a column on September 6th that said Hillary's health is a conspiracy theory, off limits, the next day he said let's just stop talking about Hillary's health. Well, this same guy in 2008 had written about John McCain's health, and then in 2012 had written about Michelle Bachman had a headache. You know, well, Michelle Bachman had a headache. You know, what does really that mean? Well, today he goes, well, all of those other people who drove this story are conspiracy theories, but as of right now, we can talk about Hillary's health. And I've just been laughing at him. Oh, you really think you get to decide what we talk about? We're not in that media world anymore.
0: Now let's circle back to something that you periscoped about recently. And li- listen, people, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're watching this, get the app. And Mike is th- this is your element? I mean, this is where you are. I mean, you shine in in just about everything that you do. But in this particular, you are you are the Rocky of the periscope world. And you were talking about the fact that Hillary Clinton recently was referring to in this very to me now infamous basket of deplorables speech where she basically said that at least half of of the listeners uh, or or, sorry half of the fans of uh, donald trump belonged to this basket of deplorables with the usual social justice warrior rhyming couplet from hell of you know racism sexism misogyny homophobia and so on and um she also talked about search engines. She talked about uh, rankings in the web, number of hits. And you had a fantastic idea about what is driving this and why there seems to be this freak out occurring on the damn side at the moment.
1: Exactly. So Hillary Clinton is 68. She is used to the idea that you can control a new cycle by controlling a couple of gatekeepers. So people like me, people like you, I'm not going to be too um, egotistical, but I would say you and I are two of the smartest people talking about policy in the world today, okay? Or at least in the English speaking world. I would say we are up there at the very least. We're certainly better than anybody at Vox or Jeff Bezos' blog or Carlos Slim's blog. We're still a tier above them. But if we wrote an article for those um, newspapers, they just wouldn't publish them. So Hillary's used to that old model of media where she can control what people say. Well, what happened is I got a, a source of mine told me that there was a data analytics company came in and they kind of had a meeting with her where she lost her mind and they go like, here's the analytics. So in Hillary's speech, she goes, Donald Trump has given voice to people who used to have 11,000 people read their websites and now 11 million people read it. Now we've never, cause right when I heard that, cause I, cause I get a lot of, source information from people that I can't always confirm and you always wonder who's on up and up but I go you know what that had to be legit because no presidential candidate is talking about web traffic like why would Hillary be angry that a website is going from 11,000 views to 11 million the answer is more like 110 million but we'll just use her numbers so she's realizing now that they don't control the media anymore and and it's something I've talked about in in our prior podcast together is I'm officially – now I can say I've been on TV. I've had media write about me. Gawker wrote about me. Da da, 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 I would rather come on your show than be on CNN. I'd rather be on your show one time than CNN ten times. But I'm like new media, right? I understand the game. But people like Hillary didn't really understand it. So she's thinking, well, why is it – why are people talking about the hell stuff? Even that guy, the Chris Colosio, whatever, the guy who writes the fix – He's saying, well, now we can talk about it. And you're like, no, you can't talk about it. My Twitter did six and a half million impressions today already. You know, our, blog, our blogs, our podcasts, we're doing millions of views a month, tens of millions if you count everybody else up. You guys don't get to decide, okay, we can talk about it now. You've lost the power.
0: Well, we just uh, just cut a video this morning uh, talking about Hillary's, uh, and it's already what 140,000 views, and it's doing. Uh, it was at one point doing 27,000 views an hour. Uh, you know, I go on TV. I you know I get maybe eight or ten thousand views uh, at least on YouTube. I don't know what it is live, so that's why it's not tempting for me. You know, in live speeches, eh, who cares? You know, in TV, who cares? Radio, who cares? It's these conversations between you know like-minded, intelligent people that really get th- the message across to people. And of course, as we rise, as we gain an influence, the mainstream media, like it's a zero-sum game. If they're watching us, they're not watching other stuff. So uh, welcome, everyone. <laughs> you'll you'll really enjoy uh, as we continue to to sit around. But this, ah, I was just having some lunch with some, some friends today, and we were talking just about what a mad election cycle <laughs> this really is. I mean, the stakes are absolutely astonishing, because out, I really believe that out of this particular vote, November, only one party is going to be left standing pretty much permanently. Because if Trump gets in and uh, changes the demographics of the country, Uh, through uh, immigration controls, through self-deportation or deportation or whatever, he is going to gut the vote for the Dems base. And if the mainstream media, which is right now setting fire to all of its credibility in pursuit of getting Hillary Clinton into the White House, they don't care what smoking craters of credibility are left in their wake. Uh, They'll just do the most obvious, ridiculous manipulations. So if Trump gets in, they will have no credibility left. Uh, the voting base of the Dems will be down if more scandals emerge out of any cover-up from Hillary Clinton's health. Then the Democrat Party is going to be gutted, and I don't just don't mean well. They might have to sit it out for eight years. I mean, literally gutted. On the other hand, if Hillary gets gets in, what happens? Well, she's going to bring more vote for Dems immigration in. Uh, I have no doubt that they're going to try and crack down on the internet and crack down on on the you know thorns and the side of of uh, that you and I and other people represent to them, uh, and uh, the demographics are going to change and. Uh, the mainstream media is going to try and resume its lock on communications, and the Republicans, um, w- who've lost the trust of most Republican voters now that they've had Donald Trump to compare the Republicans to, they're not going back to to the way they were. So this is insane. Just in that it is it is winner take all forever. I argue in November.
1: Oh, and not only that, but right wing media from a branding standpoint, nobody. You've even seen Mark Levinson and Hugh Hewitt. The- Never Trump guys are realizing that Super PAC money has dried up, their analytics are tanking. Once Trump wins, people are not going to want to hear conservative people bash Trump. Nobody on the right they're going to say, okay, Trump won, retired of the National Review crying about Trump. We're tired of all these never Trump people. So this a year ago, I actually said, this is a war for the control of media. And I've always viewed it that way. That's why I work so hard every day. This is new control of right wing media. This is new control of all of media. And what we're doing is by exposing these hoaxes by the media, we're completely discrediting the media now. Where they can't, they can't control anything now. Hillary's health is a big story. Oh, now they're they're talking about it now. But it doesn't matter. People were already talking about it. I have people say my mom is seventy, and she sure wishes you didn't cuss as much as you did, but she really, you know, likes your Twitter feed. So I'm. Like, you know, I might even have to. I'll never go family friendly, but I might even have to, you know, tone down the language a little bit because as our audiences grow, then you know we have to adapt to that as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, a couple of G Willikers probably won't hurt you too much. Um, the other stakes that are important as well, uh, crucial from Hillary's standpoint, and much though I loathe the very essence of that woman uh, for the destruction that she has wrought across the Middle East, for catastrophic decisions for the entire history going back decades. You know, uh, maybe I'm just too much of a softy. My (laughs) tiny sliver uh, part of me is like, what a terrible situation to be in. Um, If she, my my feeling is, and I don't know if this has been confirmed, maybe you've had some insider information, but my feeling is, Mike, if, um, if she doesn't make it to the White House, she's going to the Big House. And um, that is a pretty if – if your health is failing you and uh, you're on this sort of baton death march to try and gain the White House, because what happens? Well, uh, if uh, Donald Trump decides to uh, uh, unleash the DOJ on her, on the Clinton Foundation, you know, Bill, Hillary, Chelsea, uh, a lot of their companions uh, are going to face some pretty exciting times.
1: You know what I do if I'm Trump today? I post, in light of Hillary's failing health, should I give her a pardon when I'm president? <laughs> that
0: would Well, I wonder if uh, Obama is going to do that preemptively or proactively. Uh, I imagine he would uh, before uh, he hopefully relinquishes power uh, in November. But um, what, what would the manu- what would that maneuver from Trump do? Do you think if he did that? That would
1: that would do a number of things. One is the media would have to cover it. Two, it would get people thinking about Trump as president. Three, it would get people thinking about Hillary as corrupt. Four, it would get people thinking about her health, see? And then it, it opens a dialogue with people. And a lot of times, as you know, at least the way I do Twitter is, a lot of times I'm just getting a conversation going. I'm not – so So I would just say like, well, what do you guys think? Should I give Hillary a pardon because of her failing health when I'm president? Well, there's so much layered within there. Like, well – because then people are like, well, when you're president, no, you it doesn't matter if people say yes or no. If people say no, you shouldn't. Give her a pardon when you're president. Well, they're thinking of you as president. If they say, well, yes, you should be merciful, they're thinking of you as president. And they're also thinking of her as old and unhealthy and in corrupt and in need, of, in need of a pardon. See? So, boom. That, that tweet right there, headshot.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, let's uh, put on our little forward radar hats and uh, see what we think is going to happen. Now, I said today, uh, this morning, I said that the campaign was pretty much done. Now, I don't think that they're going to hang up their boots. I don't, th- I don't think she's going to cycle out. I think she's going to soldier on, so to speak. But I just, you know, there are always going to be people who hang on to, to whatever, right, for, for their own emotional reasons. But I just think for anybody who's trying to look at this uh, election cycle, even remotely, objectively, I just can't see how it can continue the, with any credibility.
1: Yeah, Hillary's people are power mad. Um, my concern right now is that they will attempt an assassination on Trump because that's the only way to win the election now. They were going to try to rig it by a couple percentage points. So if I'm Trump's people, I'm keeping an extra close watch on him. Security's got to be up because, as you said, Scott Adams said too in his blog post today, her, her campaign is over. It's, it's done. It's, it's over with And now we have to look at those so-called black swan events, those events that are so outside of the realm of probability that we don't expect them or whatever. So I would definitely be mindful and conscientious that I am Trump's people.
0: Yeah, and now, of course, the other uh, possibility, and we're just sort of blue-skying here, but another possibility is um, uh, groups who are in the country illegally, um, if facing a Trump uh, presidency, uh, might decide to pursue an option of civil unrest. Uh, which might provoke martial law, which might you know provoke a whole a suspension of elections. These are all potential scenarios, however probable we think they may or may not be. I think it's worth discussing.
1: Yeah, there's there's that, look, here's what we know. The media's corrupt. The media has been trying to agitate people to take out Trump. The media incited riots in um, St. Louis, Ferguson. They've incited riots at Trump rallies with the, um, the people outside, of course, not the Trump people, but the They've been agitating for people, so the media will definitely go on -on full-on, freak-out, drumbeat mode. Something must be done about Trump. So you'll see, I predict you'll see, if not overt calls for Trump's assassination, you will see almost as close to that coming from people that you would consider to be part of the mainstream.
0: Right. And the hope there, of course, would probably be, even if it's unconscious, would be to just pump so much hate into the stratosphere that somebody with some broken antenna is going to pick up on it.
1: You have a mentally ill person, a John Hinckley kind of situation you know i don 't want to read omens or be you know sound too you know superstitious, but did was it ronald reagan 's attempted assassin recently released from um jail or maybe that a day or a few ago yeah yeah I, I read that i didn 't know if that was confirmed now or not, but that 's kind of a weird omen you know I wonder if there was i you know because of because of the I used to really be dismissive of conspiracy theorists, which is ironic that people call me one of those now but <laughs> We've seen so many conspiracies that are actually true. We saw the DNC leaks. We saw the Deborah and stuff. We saw the the primaries break against Bernie. We saw the news media covered up the Bernie people. We saw the media lie about the health. It makes you wonder if that's why John um, Hinckley was actually released because the people in charge of that were like, well, maybe that'll send a hint out to people to get people talking about somebody who made an assassination attempt, right? Because then if you release John Hinckley – well, now that's news, and then you can say, "Oh, John Hinckley, he got famous by trying to kill Reagan." Uh, we're not saying kill Trump, of course, but now you're thinking about it. See?
0: Now, the other, I guess, possibility is that they're going to try and swap Hillary out with somebody else. Uh, do you have you thought uh, about any of the ramifications of that?
1: Yeah, I would be. I would have probably a little bit too late now, but my big concern with Trump beating Hillary too early was that Joe Biden would come in. And I think Joe Biden and Trump is an interesting race. Joe Biden, we like it or not, we live in a, would I like to have a beer with that person kind of presidency? I don't like that. You don't like it, but that's the reality. Joe Biden is the American, you know, he's the Joe's Joe. sit down and bullshit and goof off and hang out. Let's Joe Biden. So I've been concerned for the past, I don't know, year that Joe Biden would swoop in and be that, White Knight. There's so much momentum now behind Trump that bringing somebody in isn't going to do anything. And then they would have to reprint ballots. It would be a complete disaster. So they're going to go all in with Hillary Still.
0: Wow. Well, it is uh, a really. Really wild election cycle. And I, you know, I'm much more of a theoretician. I'm sort of an abstract philosopher. So for me, I feel this, this gravity well of, of the actual gravity of the situation combined with the stakes and, and the fork in the road, not just for America, but I think for Western civilization as a whole. Uh, I think is truly astounding. And uh, I just wanted to, to remind people, go, go check out dangerandplay.com. Uh, go follow Mike uh, on, follow, uh, on, on Twitter and, and watch his periscopes. We'll put all the links to those below. Uh, you have uh, a cutting and incisive wit uh, and a, a courage of uh, 50 piles of lion hearts uh, in your pursuit of th- these matters. And I always appreciate what you have to say. Uh, uh, thanks so much. I hope you get some sleep soon because it's been quite a day for everyone. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Mike. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon.
1: Definitely. See you soon.